Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to a brand new extra special episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself, Pauline, and my darling Kate. Kate and I have decided we cannot not discuss the latest in the 90 Day Fiancé franchise, 90 Day Fiancé, The Other Way. As you know, our podcast, Tender Loving Care, which is available on all podcasting platforms, that has a new episode each Wednesday. And in that podcast, we break down two shows from the TLC network, past or present we deep dive discuss all the glorious chaos but in this episode for you our beautiful trash tv loving listeners we just discuss the glory of the other way all right kate <laughs> Hi. guys first of all hello kate hello how are okay. you how am i how am i yeah how, how are am you? i okay i am confused my mind is is all of a boggle, if if you will. Um, I will get into why in a second. Firstly, I need to let you know on two two random people I spotted today hopping and popping around LA. Okay. Okay. One was um I was driving down Laurel Canyon. Okay. And I don't know if this will resonate with everyone who I saw, but to me it was a big deal. Um, it was a red old school, I don't know anything about cars, but it was like an old school vintage car, convertible, red. And the guy in it had like a shock of like bleach blonde hair. And I looked because it was just really obvious and he he definitely wanted to be looked at. Um, and I looked and it was Payne Lindsay. Are you familiar with who Payne Lindsay is? No. Ah, I didn't know if you would be, but some of the people that are listening now, because they listen to podcasts, well, Payne Lindsay is a unbelievable podcaster now he became very 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 famous because he started he's from georgia and he decided to investigate a case we're going back probably six years ago um investigate a case of a missing um school teacher uh and she was a beauty pageant um uh contestant and then teacher in this in the very small town that was near his um called um tara grinstead it made i mean it was a such an unsolved case the woman went home and she vanished and was never seen again and it the investigation had gone on for years Payne lindsay decided to get onto it as a podcaster he ended up going into it for years like i like a couple of years i would say and he interviewed, he poked around in this small town in Georgia, places he shouldn't have been poking around, where people didn't like him. People were threatening his life, went through all this. He ended up, with the help of the Georgia Bureau as well, but because Payne Lindsay went 
so wholeheartedly into this investigation, he found the killers and the body of Tara Grinstead. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was insane. It is um it's a crazy podcast. Look up Pains. So he did that and he blew up, right, as a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean, he was just a regular guy. He wasn't a journalist or anything. He just, I, I don't really know that his whole background, but he's a lot younger than he, he has like this real Southern Georgian kind of accent, but he's actually like in his like mid thirties. He always sounded a lot older. Um, but now some may call me a little bit cynical, but you know, he did that and he was a regular like Georgian guy married then that ended very swiftly as he got very famous Mm. and um he now has like numerous different podcasts one of them that i'm listening to at the moment is about ufos and the government hiding up uf i'm covering up ufos and then he's and he like changed his wardrobe bleached his hair blah it was like it's a little photo let's see yeah look up Payne Lindsay he's changed a lot and I think and now he has like trendy clothes and he's like into fashion and he's in LA a little bit more and you're like oh they definitely changed you a little bit buddy boy but that's okay Uh, okay yeah I'm seeing the transformation oh yeah so I saw him and I was like that's so random oh my god Payne Lindsay like if you know him you know him it's like oh that's crazy then I was hopping and popping and I was in, I was near Burbank Airport. Now, Burbank Airport is a small airport. And next to it, it has a section for like private planes, for jet suite, things like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there are train tracks you have to cross over um, just by the section where you enter for private jets um, and jet suite. And I'm going over and I see bounding around the corner in front of me like this in a ice white, brand new convertible Bentley Mr. Ken Todd (laughs) oh my gosh never seen him move so quickly but it was great and I could see him and I do believe other people could probably see him too um but that was always good to just have a little brother and I know guys it probably sounds like oh my god how are you not more excited you're seeing a VPR with all VPR living in LA you literally see these people all the time like I saw I've seen Ken outside tom tom at like 10 o'clock in the morning with this little fedora hat on or his little boater hat on getting loading stuff in so i've seen him quite a few times but it was great it's great to see them in the wild just That's seeing them around That's is funny. beautiful oh my gosh. um kate something else that happened this morning and guys this is 90 day fiance theme this is going back into the past this is going to shake you all it was my birthday on friday and you know Kate called me sent me a message all that stuff and I was like great and then today I get a text from Kate this morning and it's like someone wants to say happy birthday to you and I see a video and my eyes really can't really understand what I'm looking at (laughs) and it's cameo now guys you know Kate and I's ultimate career goal is to be on cameo essentially get to the point where people are paying you to uh film videos for other people so cameo you go on and it's celebrities and questionable celebrities um that you pay and they will do personalized messages for you so i am going to post this on our instagram tender loving care podcast okay but kate bought me for my birthday a personalized message from none other the 90 day fiance uk star sean kamki i don't know if that's even his last i think that's short for his last name but sean the one that was with the english girl who unclear where he made his money unclear what his job was unclear of even his age he was the man of mystery that kate and i when we were covering 90 day fiance uk was so obsessed with him if you go onto our podcast we even have a framed photo of him that we're holding together because we're so in love with them. And I am going to play for you now. Let me turn up my volume. I'm going to play this cameo for you. It is, and then we will try and describe it. It is bananas. Okay, bear with me a second. I'm going to open this up and I'm going to turn my volume up. Okay. Okay, hang on. Some reason. Oh, the volume's off. All right, bear with me, bear with me. Okay. Hi, boy. I'm Sean from 90 Day Fiancé UK. 
So you guys are doing a podcast together and they're having care, Bridget. So it's TLC. Smart. I thought King they're having care at first. Okay. Guys. <laughs> I guys, I don't know how to explain what this is. If you think it was outstanding the first time you listened to it, the fifteenth time you've listened and watched it, you don't. I'm going to put it on our Instagram. Okay, he is in. I he you. So it's Sean is in his apartment in Japan with his cuddly toys behind. He is wearing his black sunglasses the entire time. Then he goes to putting on a happy birthday hat. That he like plays with and candles go up and down. Then he says that he thought tender love and care was actually Tinder love and care. And he's like, but I'm not on Tinder. And that's how he ends it. It is coup, ka, do, beyond. Like, I can't, I like, and then he blew, oh, yeah, he blew some confetti and glitter for me, which I really liked as well. Hey, it was, what did you think when you received it? I at first was like, did he? <laughs> it was so hard to tell if it was low effort or not. But then I was like, no, he put on the hat. Yep. And he he edited it. Like, he did edit it. He did. It has all these dramatic cuts. It's kind of yes. cinematic in parts. And I was like, yes. okay, he really took the time. And then um I thought that he was saying oh, you named your podcast Tender Loving Care. Like, and then he goes, TLC, smart. And then I thought he was saying they are tender at first, like the network. And so I, then I was excited because I thought he was talking about the network. Oh, oh they're I tender guess. at they're tender at first. And then I have no idea what he says at the last Listen, second. There is a lot that <laughs> cannot be translated. I just realized I didn't even check if he's st- where Ditsy is. That's um, Ditsy is the name of I say Ditsy because that was the name her Instagram handle of the girlfriend. Like Victoria, they- Victoria. Yeah, it's Ditsy. What is it? Let's have a look. Ditsy something. I know we were following her. Huh? And not on our thing anymore. Uh, on Vic- his um on his cameo profile. Yeah, I watched some of his other ones. And there was one where he was, he took the person all around town uh, with Victoria. And I was, I thought that would have been really cool too, to see. He, I mean, look, we have photos of, there is a, okay. The last photo of them together was, there you go. April the 24th, visiting Nintendo. They're still together, guys. They're still, and does she know what he does to this day? Unclear. But Kate, I can't thank you enough, guys. Honestly, I will put it up. Go to our Instagram, Tender Love and Care podcast. It's one of the best presents I've ever received. He makes no sense whatsoever. And if you've forgotten or don't know who Sean is, go and watch 90 Day Fiance UK. He literally comes on and he just lies about everything. Doesn't tell one bit of truth the entire time he's with this girl from England. And it's amazing. It's unbelievable. It's it's so funny. And... <gasps> yeah, what he's great. He's great. I'm, I'm so glad it made you so happy because me- I've had the idea for a long time. Ever since we were watching that, I was like, I didn't even think. I didn't even think. And what you do on Cameo, guys, is if you request it for someone, you put notes in. So mm-hmm. he's obviously reading it like they all do. Um, but I want so you obviously put in that we did a podcast on TLC. Was there anything that he left out? Um, I said that um, this is for my good friend and co-host. We have our podcast, Tender Loving Care, Pauline. I said that you're English and mm-hmm. that um, we loved him and Victoria on the show. <laughs> and I asked that he would talk about being a man of mystery. So I guess uh, that's the sunglasses what, okay. Got it. was that a nod the man to of mis- The sunglasses go, wait. She said. But the, also the thing that... Um, like I ask that because I had done when Cameo first came out years ago, I got a cameo for a friend of mine of Sonia Morgan, right? It had just come out and I got this and I was so, it was for this girl's birthday. So happy to show it to her. Realized that Sonia Morgan didn't 
once say happy birthday the entire she just completely forgot she was talking about Frenchie she was talking about her daughter getting into university but she just completely forgot the entire point of the that's video. that's almost perfect though because there's nothing brilliant. more Sonia than for her to just <laughs> it, it was brilliant oh, that's um, amazing. we have a bumper episode of 90 day to go over because we left it last week and we only discovered after actually reading stuff probably that this episode, episode 15, called Where is Love? Is is that plus tell all, the first of the teller, which I think is going to be three. Hey, I thought this was going to be like three and a half hours, but it was like usual timing. It was only an hour, hour 45 or hour 25, right? Yeah, there were only a few storylines that they had to wrap up um, and it, it went quickly. It did. Who? No. Uh, well, yeah. I guess the first one we started with Kate was um, Isabel and Gabe getting married. Right. So uh, it's the day of their wedding. They it, they show the wedding. It's lovely. Monica mm-hmm. doesn't show up. I have to kind of eat my words. I did not. I. I. No way did I think that was going to happen. I said last week. Well, we know what's going to happen. They're going to get married. Monica shows up last minute. She didn't show up. Not at all. I thought she would come slink. I thought she would come like sneaking into the reception. Nope. And so Isabel notices that at the reception, she's like, wait, where's Monica? What happened? Is she mad at me? What's wrong? Mm -hmm. And uh, Gabe's like, I don't know what's going on with her. And she's like, well, let's enjoy our wedding, even though she's not here. And so then they're dancing and they look really happy. I've got to say for someone that can be a little bit a lot bit (laughs) bored by weddings it was lovely they were so happy Isabel's children could not be happier to have Gabe as a stepfather like everything was just beautiful his parents were beautiful his mother's beautiful her parents were beautiful and full of love and full of happiness and dancing both of them looked gorgeous like it really was a lovely lovely wedding yeah, it looked great. And I appreciated their margaritas on the dance floor. I was like, I oh, they're, they're having a good time. They did have a good time. So we kind of wrapped that story up, okay? Um, they got married. Monica wasn't mentioned again. Happy, happy, happy. Next one we fly over to is, was it Jen and Rishi? We can go to Jen and Rishi, right? Yeah, let's go to them. We see Rishi entering the temple. And once again, you all, we're so used to it now, we forget that TLC's use of of stereotypical ethnic music whenever the, it's so bad. You see, going into India, and instantly the sitars come out, like instantly. Anyway, he's going into the temple because he says, "I need to get some perspective." Jen and I broke up, and I hope to get her back. I don't know what to do. So, luckily, my friend Nitesh, the astrologer, is going to come and meet me. And astrolog- Nitesh had pe- previously said to, to Rishi, you need to propose on like the 12th of August or something. And so we get um, him at the temple and he's saying some prayers and he's in meditation. Nit- uh, Nitesh comes and Nitesh is basically like, yeah, well, I didn't want to say this before, but it was never going to work out. The horoscope always said this would happen. But Rishi says, I believe in love more than astrology. I'm not ready to give it up. I will fight for us. And I was super surprised to hear him say that. As was I. As was I. And I liked it. But that Nitesh was just like, no, it was never going to happen. But didn't (laughs) didn't want to hurt you. So what did you just make up a date of thinking? What was going on with you, Nitesh? But yeah, Nitesh said it was never going to happen. Never going to happen. Get over it. But Rishi, he was strong. And he said... I'm gonna go and meet up with Jen one last time, whatever. I get talk about surprises again, surprised by Jen. Jen was very honest and said, I'm in survival mode. I think in like two weeks when it hits me, I'm gonna crash. But right now, I have to stay strong. I know this is not gonna work. And I'm going to go and tell Rishi that I'm going back to the States and this isn't gonna work. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, this is not the 90 day we're used to. We're not used to someone like Debbie saying Osama was a conman and I'm left. I'm never going to see him again. We're not used to Jen being like, you know what? The cultural differences are too much. It's not going to work. Like we are not <laughs> used to this sensibility. Like, keep, 
people make yeah people making decisions and sticking to them Sorry, and not letting, not letting their emotions run their uh, life. I know what actually doing the right <laughs> thing sits down with um Rishi and Rishi's you know heartbroken as is Jin she's upset they have their last cup of chai together and she says I'm going back to the states you know this isn't this she she says in a confessional she doesn't regret it um there was a lot of good memories a lot of love but sometimes love just isn't enough, which is a very sad thing that sometimes it just isn't enough. And it isn't because their cultural differences fundamentally, it won't work. It no. won't work. Um, and so, and by the way, the fact that Richie's definitely been cheating on her. Is, I mean, let's not forget all of that as well. Um, yeah. So they part ways and they they kiss on the cheek and Jen strongly steadfastly walks off goes back to america and rishi's like i'll never stop fighting for her and you're like woof so that was the end of those two wrapped up yeah how was them it's about <laughs> cheating and surprises hey why do you take us to egypt why oh. do you take us to egypt because <sighs> this hit me around the face mahmoud has agreed to move to the u.s because she's miserable there. She's been yes. there for five months now. She can't wait to leave. You can tell. Yes. So they're sitting down and having one of these conversations where <laughs> they are disagreeing on every level, but they're saying it in this weird, passive aggressive way. So she's saying, So in the States, I was wondering, do you think maybe you'll be less of a dictator? about my clothing and everything everything I do can I maybe wear short sleeves in the summer how would you feel about that I'll get angry if other men can see your muscles they are sat by the Nile having this conversation and let's not forget she has been in Egypt now for probably four to five months that's we can easily say four to five months and they're having the she has not worked she's not done anything apart from stay in a room for 12 hours a day, for four to five months, nothing has progressed in her life. They sit there and they're saying, we, um, you know, we've applied for the visa. So we're just awaiting game, checking for him to come over. And they're having the exact same conversation that they had the day she arrived about clothing. As you say, she says, well, what will happen in America? Because I'll be wearing what I want. Will you get angry? Yes, I'll get angry. And then she says, oh, you know what? It's just so... I think we've come so far because we're discussing this now and you're not walking off. They're discussing the exact same thing that they were at the beginning. He still doesn't agree. She doesn't agree with him. Yet the improvement is that he isn't storming off. And because of this, they're planning to move their entire life to America. I don't understand. It's so wild. And then... He says, well, I don't like that you feel like you can just buy a flight and leave every time we have a fight. And then that's when she says the look she gave him. Do you want to talk about what you do? Those little chats. Okay. And you're okay. Lean- I leaned in. I was like, what little chats? And apparently they got in a big fight. He left his phone behind. She had no way to contact him. She was trying to call him. She realized his phone was in the apartment. And so she started to go through it. She was like, screw it. And so she went through his DMs. And this is so bizarre. There was apparently a young woman kind of spam messaging him, this Chinese woman trying to sell him a TV on Instagram or something. And he started chatting her up and flirting with her by asking, how old are you? Sending her cutesy emojis. Did you make it home safe to your hotel? And things of that nature. I, you couldn't make this shit up. A girl from China trying to sell him TVs in Egypt. That's who she it guys, the whole story blew my mind. Then what blows my mind even more is her reaction. So he's she's saying all of this. So it's this girl, and he's smiling, by the way. He that fucker is smiling, pardon my language, is smiling while she he's going, Oh, it was just, <laughs> you know, little chats. <laughs> and this 
Ding Dong is apparently saying to the woman, she was supposedly in Egypt, possibly, because he's like, did you get back to your hotel okay? And God knows, this is probably just some spam account. And he believed that it was a probably a very pretty young girl from China, but it was some dude trying to sell him TVs. It made no sense at all. But this asshole was responding to it. And she also said, I don't know if you caught this, this wasn't the only one. There were other people he was chatting to. There was other people. And this was the only one she mentioned. And then she said, and this is when I went, Nicole, I, I, I can't do this with you. I can't. She said, um, well, look, you know, I think it's a silly thing for us to get all worked up about. And you know, you made a mistake. And he's going, oh, yes, my love. Never again, my love. Never again. And she goes, well, and it could have been a lot worse. And he goes, yeah, yeah, it could have been a lot worse. That guy is going to cheat on her left, right, and center for the rest of the time they know each other. I'm calling it right now. It could have been. I looked at her and I thought, I had no idea she was that sad and insecure. I, that poor woman. I had no clue. It's awful. And of course, his defense right away was, well, why did you go? Why did you go through my phone? Why are you going through my phone? You think that's OK? And she's like, well, it's about as OK as you talking to random women who are trying to spam sell you stuff. It, I don't understand how she can continue this charade. Do you think she lives in, because we'll get to the tell and some of the stuff she was even saying in the tell I was like, sorry, what? I, I don't, I cannot for the life of me figure her out. And I know we've tried to over these past 800 weeks, this has been airing, but it's like, we said she hides a lot of secrets. Her friends don't even really know her. And I don't know whether she just settled on this guy. She took the plunge and actually got married and is just far too uh, full of pride or far too um, delusional that she just doesn't want to let it all go. So she just keeps going. So far, their culture difference has haven't worked. She's tried to live in, in Egypt twice. That hasn't worked. So now she's trying to bring him over they fundamentally have differences that are so massive and he, and he's now cheated on her because that was cheating. He was emotionally talking to multiple women and she's like, well, huh, could have been a lot worse. Like, this is not the Nicole I thought she was. Get a she, backbone. She Get acts up. like this is the last man on earth. It, exactly. I am re- I really worried about this. I didn't like this at all. She had her own business. She was surviving in Los Angeles on her own. Her friends, remember her friends before she left were like, you're still talking to that guy? We haven't even heard you talk about him for months and months and months. So it's very strange, all of this. And I wish I knew more. I I do. And I think they'll return and hopefully we'll find out more because she's got something going on there. She was either really, and I feel as though, she was in a terribly abusive relationship and I think it wore her down to nothing. And soon after, soon after she met him, that's my feeling on it. And she never healed herself. It's so sad. This guy is, it's a, what a waste of her time. I look at that and I think these are years she's wasting of her life on him. Years. Because he's He's so childish. He doesn't, he doesn't understand how to. He's never going to survive in Los Angeles. He's never going to want to live here. Uh, I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's never going to work. And she's going to wait. She's going to be well into her 40s until she discovers that. Nicole. Um, So, guys, that's kind of how it wrapped up with them just saying, well, we're not walking away from each other. We've achieved so much, even though we still fight about exactly the same things all the time. And hopefully he'll be coming back to America. And then... Then, guys, we went to what we've been waiting for, which ended up being worse than I ever imagined. We zoom in. We are back in Colombia. We zoom in on this indoor pool with chipped paint. They, like, zoomed in on the chipped paint on the wall. An empty seat. It was very cinematic. An empty seat, red velvet cake, and Jamie looking demolished. She was defeated and another empty chair because old Chris, old Chrissy, has gone outside, stormed out after fighting with Jamie, stormed near the production vans, 
and we see that we we find out what happened to her son because she was saying last week she's like listen you know i couldn't come back because of my son i couldn't come back to my son and her son went to jail for drugs and we did see the son in the first couple of episodes so he had some issues with the law and possession of narcotics <clears throat> And uh, we also find out which we, which we knew was true when Jamie says that did happen with Chris's son, which I was empathetic about. But it happened long after the two weeks when she said she was going to be back. She was gone for five months. Yeah. That was not the reason she was gone for five months. It was the reason she was away on my birthday because all of this happened. But and then then Jamie, then Chris is outside and she's leaning up against a wall and she's going, I can't go back in there. I can't talk to her. I mean, what am I supposed to say? She wants money and it's about the apartment. And and she said, you know, I, I couldn't come back for a birthday because of my son. My son comes first. She doesn't understand that. No, Chris, that's not the point. Then she goes, I can't work here. I can't earn money. How did you not know any of this before you moved there? It's so stupid. And she just keeps latching on to it's one of the most frustrating arguments to be in where the other person just keeps latching on to the wrong thing in order to deflect from the actual issue. And she is like a dog with a bone about that hundred and fifty extra dollars because she goes she eventually goes back in and they start fighting again. And she makes herself the victim right away. Sure. Oh, so are you are you going to let me talk this time? Oh. It's like, what? You were talking the whole time last time. Really? She just lies. <sighs> lies, lies, lies of Manelli. And so then she sits down and she goes, how much did I say that we could spend on the rent? And you're like, oh, Christ. she's going back to the rent thing. And Jamie's just like, $400. Yeah. And how much did we spend on rent? $500. No, it was $550. And I have the lease. And I know that. And it's like, well. uh, uh, uh. And by the way, we find out as well, Jamie does have a job now. She was, Chris was going on about, oh, she didn't have a job the whole time. You know, well, A, she quit her job because you told her you were going to take care of her. Okay. Two, it ended up being extremely hard for her to get a job. She was looking for jobs this entire time. And now she has actually got one. Um, and so you can't really talk about that now, her not having a job. She has one. That's how she survived and paid that apartment. She says that she's in the worst debt she's been in because of Chris, because Chris lied to her about what she was able to cover. And she, you're right. She's hanging on to the wrong thing. And Jamie cannot get a word. And Chris is screaming. She's a nasty piece of work, that Chris. And it's just a lie after a lie after a lie. And she's just going on. And honor her about you just want money, the apartment. And as soon as Jamie says something, she goes, This is it, it's done. It is done. We are done. Fuck you. Like language she was using up towards her wife, by the way. This isn't a girlfriend, partner. This is her wife. They've been married for like and together for like two minutes. Storms out of the chipped swimming pool. And left the red velvet cake. I mean, you could have at least taken some cake to go home. No, I mean, long ride. So she gets out there going towards the production van. So Kate and I here, I know, Kate, we may be thousands of miles apart, but I know you were getting all tingly when you saw them going to the production vans. So as soon as you see people with earpieces and a walkie on, it's like, oh, yes. It's on. It's on. Um, and poor Jamie's just sat there. She said, well, what can I do? What can I do? And Jamie's like, get, and Chris, like, get me home. Get me home. Get me out of here. Get me out. Can we go now? So she sat in this van, like visibly shaking. Like she's an angry woman. And um, I don't know if you noticed this. She left and the angrier she got, the more she rubbed her neck. And that is some subconscious shit going on about this supposed pain that's so terrible that she can't even function yet she was jumping in pools manual labor etc etc but she automatically goes to her neck some it's very odd anyway she sat there in the van drinking a bottle of water looking out the window and then jamie calmly comes along and goes well look i i mean i need to go oh she i don't want her to think i'd want to take anything from her so she starts taking stuff out of bag that i think was probably chris's and that's what she was doing trying to give it back to her 
And Chris says, get away from me. Get away. She fucking pushes her out of the van. It was so nasty. Jamie says, Jamie says the, the hate in her eyes. I never wanted to ever see that from my spouse. And I don't know how we got here. And I'm like, that Jamie was absolutely heartbroken. There it is black and white here who the victim is. It's Jamie. Jamie believed in this woman. She wanted a relationship with her. And Chris, I think, I can't figure out, why did she do all this? Is she Well, maybe it's because she's an impulsive person. And I think she she wanted this life, went down there, went, whoops, actually, no, I don't. How do I get out of this? I've got to blame Jamie for everything. Concocts all these stories, gets more and more angry because she's just lying upon lying upon lying. And as a lot of the blogs and a lot of Instagram is saying, she's hiding a much, much bigger secret, which I'm sure all of you can imagine. So I think she's just lying so much that she's getting so angry that that Jamie, I think you if you're a nasty person like that, you're getting angry as well that Jamie isn't being disgusting to her. Jamie isn't swearing at her. Jamie isn't screaming at her. And Chris is just looking terrible because she's a terrible human being. Exactly. Jamie tells us, she says, when I'm right, she gets mad. Mm. And her saying that she sends me every penny that she makes is a total lie. And Jamie's That's telling right. that you can tell Jamie's telling the truth. Yeah. You just can't. You just can't. It was so gross when she put her hands on her. <gasps> I don't know how Jamie didn't grab that disgusting mop of hair and like slam her head into the to the front seat because that's what she deserves. That Chris is horrible. Horrible. She just turns to the producers and she's like, do you see this? She's the crazy one. I'm not um, crazy. So it kind of goes to black. We're like, whoa, taking a breath. Then... We're into the tell-all. We are in to part one of the tell. We are in NYC. We we start see. They love to do it like Andy does now on the reunions. Them getting ready for the tell-all. So uh, I tell you, the TLC put them up in some nice digs in New York. Like you see Gabe's room and uh, Jen's room. I was like, they're in a nice Airbnb or, ho- or hotel. They are very nice digs. Yes. Um, see Gabe getting ready and Gabe's happy and Gabe doesn't have a lot to really worry about because he actually has a proper relationship of course there'll be sister stuff but there's that then Jen getting <laughs> Jen oh Jen getting ready Um, then them getting out of the vans oh okay we see Nicole come out and of course we know everything from head to toe is planned because she's fashion icon, fashion influencer, et cetera, et cetera, all pleather. And look, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't leather because for the animals, all pleather head to toe. So we did a little mod cap. We had the pleather jacket. I mean, she really was good. She knew her look. She knew Bad she Sandy. Wanted. Yeah. Yes. She knew <laughs> what she wanted. Um, and then we see uh, we see them all coming out. The one, Kate, though, that made me laugh is when that nightmare witch Chris is coming out and she like half falls out of the van. I laughed so hard at that one. I was like, yeah, just wait, bitch. And she looks like shit as well. She looks terrible. Like she just looks awful. And then we see Gabe, who I have this complete theory. We go into like the green room. Gabe's the first one ready, looking good. Nicole comes in. Did you feel some sexual chemistry between those two? Because I completely did. A little bit. A little bit. He was like, he's a charmer. And he was like, you look so good. And she's like, oh, thank you. You look really good too. There was something about their interaction. I was like, ooh, I don't know. Something. I I think also just seeing Nicole with someone who, with like a man who's not being a total asshole to her. It's like such a change from Mahmoud. And she did look amazing. She had the off the shoulder. It was gorgeous. And Gabe was right in there with the wig question. <laughs> oh, I thought your hair was a wig. Uh, but now I know it isn't. And she's like, uh, I have seen that online. People have said that. But no, it, it's my hair. <laughs> oh, it's because it looks so perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, Gabe. oh, thanks. But you're right. I, that poor Nicole really is no no comments like that made her at all from that pig, Mahmoud. Um, so then, and Gabe is straight, also straight in again with like, don't like Mahmoud. <laughs> Gabe was the MVP of this he whole thing. He did really well. He did really well. Um, 
then we see my Danielle. And you know how I feel about my Danielle. All four foot nine of her. Like she was back in NYC. She's back home. That's where she is. So happy to see her in the city again. Um, Pink glitter dress, right? so much um then i was tell me you were shocked by this so they're having like little confessionals backstage before it starts and she goes yeah i didn't really know what to expect today but i do think that people you know people do just expect me that i should be doing all the cleaning paying for everything you know because johan's just so hot but unfortunately i don't think that and i'm like no one thinks you should be doing that I know. I was like, who's saying that? So she's like, everyone thinks I should just do everything for him because he's so hot. Um, Danielle, no one thinks that. I think that was an insecurity talking or something about being older than him. And I don't know. That was, yeah, that was an odd thing to say. The other, um, the other odd thing, sorry, I was having some water. The other odd thing is when Gabe, and I was like, Gabe, you might be my soulmate, because he goes, they're in there, and he goes, you know what, I actually do believe Osama. <laughs> he goes, I believe that Osama actually does love Debs. And I was like, yes, strange, beautiful. Everything's strange, beautiful. I knew I knew you'd love that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, uh, no. And he's like, no, you know what, I think I'm making this love there. I think there's love there. Um, then Deb. Oh. A vision in pink. Vision. I want those green boots more than anything. Metallic green stiletto boots. I was like, I want them. Style icon. Icon. Um, so she arrives, she walks into this room and she's got these great metallic green boots on just a pink puff everywhere, everywhere, pink, pink feathers, puff, puff, puff. And then her um fan, her peacock fan. And uh, she looked great. Everyone was just like, wow. You know, the whole room. Wow. Then after Chris has fallen out of the car, she looks, she comes in looking like shit as well, by the way. And she's just so ugly inside and out. Everything about her is nasty and terrible. And it's just, she's so off-putting. And she comes out of that car. And she gets into this room. She's like, hi, hi, how's everything going? I have been extremely sick. It's so sick. Like, if you see me running off stages because I need to go and throw up, like, I've been throwing up in airports. I've been throwing... Oh. No. Gabe has her number. Gabe has her number. She's always she's such a martyr that's the only word I can think of for her she's so belabored by everything and you should be so lucky that she did all this for you and I'm like it's that and a little bit of uh Munchausen syndrome as well because she's always ill so she needs the attention because she's always ill so and Gabe like visibly rolls his eyes and he goes to the camera he's like I don't like Chris (laughs) I don't like her She's always ill. It's this aches, this aches, whatever. Like he was great. He says what we were all thinking. And it's true. It's just ridiculous. She's like, I was so sick. I was being so sick. Everyone's like, oh God. Then they're called to set. Okay. So they all go off. Pink fluff. Um, everyone goes off to set. And we see these. I'm so angry. I'm gonna try and be calm here. We see these two people arrive to the set. They were keeping them a mystery, right? And I'm like, what side characters are they going to pull out? I'm thinking someone that caused a load of drama. I was like, we know Debbie's son's going to be there. We know who is it? Who is it? Then we see them like getting ready, and I'm like, who is this side characters? Maybe it's someone. We, Kate, who is it? It is uh, that couple that does pillow talk. Tim. And Tim. Veronica. Tim and Veronica. Oh, their names totally flew out of my head. Yeah, the pillow Can talk you? couple. And they're like, they're like backstage being like, because they're like, oh, here we are again for the reunion. Can't have a reunion, a tell all without us. Because remember last year he stuck his nose in when he wasn't even in in that, you know, after, he's like, can't have a tell all without us. And I'm like, no one gives, no one, no audience is asking for you to, no one. And he's there with his weird, massive head and his, like, dated beyond dated. He's wearing, like, dog tags, spiked up hair. 
eye like he looks so ridiculous i just his affliction where like everything is so gross he's a horrible little creature he really is a horrible little creature and she's there wearing some stupid boring dress making boring comments and have kate night have kate night because at least we'd be spiking it up a little bit. We'd be talking about our adoration for them all and actually making insightful comments. But no, we have to do a podcast because TLC have not yet invited us on to tell us. What's the deal? It'll happen. Oh. But who is asking? Who at TLC is thinking that's a good idea? We'll have those two fans love them. No. They must have. Some people must love them because they're everywhere. But shall I tell you what it the only saving grace of it all, okay? The only thing I watched and I thought, hang on, if they brought them, is there any chance? Is there any chance we'll see Jesse? Because he is at every single reunion too. And I know he's really busy. Like he is in every country. He's got a house in like three countries. He's just released a book called The Good Sex Guide with Jesse Meister. Like there's a lot going on with him. He has to pose in a lot of white robes holding very small coffee espresso cups. Like he's got a lot going on. But Kate, I was thinking, that's the only thing that made me happy seeing them was like, do you think they could get him on any chance? I don't know. Just to come out and yell at all the men and hit on all the women. It would be so good. Um, (sighs) So they're all sat down and settled and we see um, icon Sean Robinson coming in. She's always does the same thing. Like, you know, she never speaks to She's just, hi, everyone, how's everyone doing? Great. Yep. Sits down straight to work. She's a profesh. Like, she's like Andy. She's a profesh. She sits down and then she kind of goes through them all just as a quick, hello, how are you doing? Osama and Debbie. How are you guys doing? Great. Um, and Debbie says, oh, I don't pick up the phone. Osama's been calling, but I don't pick up the phone. Okay, we'll talk about more of that. We go to Danielle and Johan. Very surprised at this one. And I don't know if they're just teasing us because she's like, how are you doing? You're still married. And she's like, we're technically, we're still married. Technically. And she's like, technically. And Johan laughs and goes, we're married. We're married. I did not expect her to be in New York, remember? I didn't think she was going to be back. I thought she was going to still be in the DR. Um, I she was think- on Instagram Live yeah. then, right? It made me think maybe she was just on a trip or getting her things or doing... I was like, maybe that was just a temporary thing and she is back. What do you mean? To give up that apartment and try and find another apartment in New York? I mean, I've no idea how she'd do that. Like, but... Just so much money. I don't know. with someone. I don't know. There's a lot to find out. There's a lot. Uh, Then Jen and Rishi, they've revealed that they've spoken a little bit since they left. Gabe and Isabella are great. Nicole and Mahmoud, um, they talk about how she's dressed. He's like, well, you know, I would have liked something else, but she looks great. So I'm hopeful at that point. I'm like, okay, okay. Chris and and Jamie, have you two spoken? No, we haven't spoken since. Not a word. Not a word not a word so Kate first up we have Debs don't we yes so this what basically happens here is her son comes out yes and gives Osama a piece of his mind sure and he says you scammed my mother yep I can smell bullshit from a yep. mile away I'm a cop yeah you're a you're a little scammer jerk and I hate you. <laughs> and yeah. Osama's thing is basically, I'm an artist and none of you understand me. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I live in LA, so I hear that on a daily basis. <laughs> no, I think we see the best line of this was that fucking Johan. Sorry, trying to clear up my language. That moron Johan jumps in and says, well, you know. I don't understand why Debbie couldn't just help him out. He's a young guy. Help him get to the States. And I loved, I loved the response of my darling, um, Danielle. She just responds with, we're not a non-profit, guys. We're not here to help the disadvantaged out. This was supposed to be love. And Johan's like, no, I think she, a typical attitude to him. I think she should be helping him out, get him a green card and bring him to the States. And it's just, it's ridiculous. It's so annoying. Johan is so entitled. I can't even start with him. Um, so we see Julian rage. And then there was a quote I had to write down, Kate. And I think you will know that I all have loved this. 
when they were being asked, you know, were you attracted to Debbie? Were you in love with her? Yes, I was attracted to her. Yes, I was in love with her. I'm not in love with her anymore. And they go, oh, come on, you've got a 40 something year age difference. And he goes, souls have no age. Oh, Osama. Osama, do you have a job? I will not get a job because I am a poet. Okay. I also did write down that quote. So look, I understand he can be polarizing. Um, but you know, here's the only thing I'm going to say. We're all attacking Osama, but Kate, you pointed this out before as well. And we all know souls have no age. He was 21 when she was 64, when they first started speaking. Just want to put that there. Then we were told about a night in Casablanca. Now, we were not told exactly what happened. But Deb's got a shock on her face when he goes, ask her about Casablanca. She just said that he attempted to become, attempted to become amorous with her. No further details were given, unfortunately. They'll be in some police report somewhere, but one day, but we didn't get anything else. I don't know if they're saying that. I mean, we never even saw Kiss on the lips. We never even saw that. Nothing. Nothing. Hold hands. No, I don't think so. We saw nothing between them. So, but he did say he was attracted to her, which I obviously completely 100% believe because souls have no age. Um, So they just discussed that apparently, you know, she left and she stuck to her word and she said he calls and calls and calls and calls. And he says, well, I'm calling to just finalize that we're over. And she said, well, who's calling to finalize that? That doesn't make any sense. Jen was saying that. And everyone was just attacking Osama, basically. Everyone was really attacking him. And Sean says, what would have to happen for you to give it another go? And, oh, he would have to move mountains. And then we get this wonderful aside when they're all on a break between Debbie and her son. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I didn't like that mountain comment. There's nothing that he can do to get back with you. He, you know, he's no good. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I know. But what about that Jen? I think you and Jen should be to together maybe like what do you think about that he's like I don't know mom stop but if you want to give him my number I know that was great I loved that a lot I like that it was so honest and great and he does love his mother he really does and he's not coming on there just to be a brute to be a brute he does love her wants to protect her and she loves him um but I think that was kind of all we got on Strange Beautiful and they're pretty much wrapped up I'm sure they'll dive in a little bit to this again Kate is this a two or three parter that's what I was going to ask you I was under the assumption it was three Oh, I don't know for sure, but I was saying normally they, do three. They do, don't they? But I mean, that's the that couple basically wrapped up. I mean, they brought out the sun and they discussed everything there is to discuss between Debbie and Osama. So I don't think we're going to see them again or get deep into them again. Um, yeah. So that's kind of it. The only other couple that we did stop on was Nicole. And yeah. we find out. She's back in LA. And when I when I got that confirmed, I was so excited because you know I'm hunting for her. Every time I'm driving around Franklin Village, I'm like, is she at Schwartz and Sandy's? Like, where is she? You know? <laughs> with uh, your luck of seeing people, you're probably gonna see Schwartz making out with her against seriously. Oh, that would wall. be a great. Can you imagine a crossover of oh. 90 day and bravo? My head would explode. Woo! Um, so she's back. She says he has Mahmoud has his visa appointment in 20 days who's so obviously already had that so he may have a visa now um they very quickly kind of dis- like devolve into talking about religion and kids and and very on the attack and accused uh, constantly with nicole of like well nicole if you have kids are they going to be uh follow islam are they going to be uh, are you going to send them to a school uh, or are you going to let them decide their religion and this is the only thing about gabe was too much gabe needed to pull back we didn't need it we didn't need this gabe because gabe's like you've got to let your children decide their religion and you've got to decide this and she's like i don't even have kids like enough and then he's saying well sh- you know Mahmoud controls you completely and you need it was like gabe s- sit back a little bit all right we love you but just just stop a little bit yeah yeah he and everyone else went a little far here I thought because Sean even says she's like well what if yeah you know what if they were Christians or Jewish 
and they wanted to raise their kids with their religion then and and Nicole is saying well he would teach them about it and then when they were older they could decide but and I think that's a pretty normal thing that happens in families so exactly and I didn't you know you've also got to remember Mahmoud this is his second language and he's hearing it stuff through a translator in a delay like it he got he got completely frustrated ripped the mic off went outside was chain puffing smoking on a cigarette calling Nicole on the phone Nicole's upset crying there was just it was a shame I just don't Nicole can't handle him as in that and she shouldn't have to these constant rages she doesn't know where she stands with him she can't please him and I think she's constantly trying to please him and she doesn't know how and there was this really weird scene where he's saying something he's starting to get angry and you hear her just go oh please no honey buns so, like the language she uses is really strange as well towards him like she's just none of her makes sense that's no. all I can say I can't make head nor tails of who she presents herself to be and who she is you would see that girl walking down in Franklin Village going to Schwartz and Sandy's to make out with Schwartz and you would say oh I know that girl exactly in LA super cool like totally into her clothes goes to all the cool bars like is ch- but under but she's she's not that she's she's terribly insecure she's scared of this husband she's walking around I don't know who she is Kate I don't it's very bizarre and it doesn't seem like there's anything redeeming about their relationship either. We no. never see fun moments with them. The most fun we saw them have was in that pool when she oh, wore that, the notorious swimsuit. So I just don't know what she's even fighting for. That's it. What is the, I guess sometimes you convince yourself. You convince yourself there's something to fight for, but there is now they've done a visa appointment and she confirms that he would get the visa come over to Los Angeles, be here, and she'll support him. And she's like, and I came back here so I could get my apartment, so I could get money behind doing whatever, and uh, I'll support him. It's an absolute disaster. I think we'll probably see them again. Yeah, I think so too. On 90 Day Proper, or before maybe. Before. We'll see if he got his visa. But those were the only two that we got into, right? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that was. Pretty and then it. next week we saw just a preview of that of that uh, Chris and Jamie being like, "I have pictures of you having sex with your ex." And Chris is like, "No, you don't. I have pictures of you." Like, sh- cuckoo. It's cuckoo. That is gonna be a wild ride. I know this season <laughs> has been so strange, beautiful. It's been so strange, beautiful. Um, I think it's been. I'm glad it didn't go on any longer. I'm glad we're at the yeah. tellers. Um, I want them to get deep with Jamie and Chris and I hope they give it enough time. And I'm surprised they really ran through um, uh, Osama and Debs because we did kind of cover it all. Debs has for once made the decision. She's not going back and forth. They grilled Osama and that's it. That's it between those two. That's it for Strange Beautiful. That's it. But remember, he doesn't get a job because he's a poet. All right, Kate? And then he's like uh Gabe's trying to give him business advice he's like well why don't you sell your paintings to all the tourists because people like buying local art when they're visiting well they don't appreciate my art so I don't want them to buy it understandable you you wouldn't understand that it's not underwear yep you know good luck to you Osama we love you we love you um all right guys we're gonna go and we're gonna hop off now and we are going to record another episode for you because remember we have three episodes a week on our feed we have we're covering 90 day fiance the other way we are covering Vanderpump Rules and we are covering our show from Wheel of Shame every week so you get an episode on a Tuesday a Wednesday and a Friday so be sure to listen to all of them be sure to go over to Instagram and follow us at Tender Loving Care Podcast and then email us at Tender Loving Care Pod at Gmail if you have any comments questions whatever we love you all and we will see you very shortly i guess bye-bye
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.